Hello, everybody, and welcome to Van Chicagoland Stories, the podcast, episode 10. I am your host, Pete Castanis, and this program is sponsored by the Loop radio station in Chicago, WLUP FM 98, and here is a commercial from 1978. I'd like to tell you about a remarkable radio station. Get it up, Chicago. This is Steve Garland, covering with The Root Awakening on the morning loop. Hi, it's me, Les Tracy, with Good Rockin' on the Loop. This Michael's cruising through the afternoon at the Loop. This is Rock and Roll Radio. Sky Daniels on the Loop. You have a remarkable mouth. We have a remarkable radio station. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everyone, we're back. Um, I hope you enjoyed the commercial. It brings me a lot of brings me a lot of memories when I was in high school, and I listened to the radio station, and watched the commercials. And I will be talking about the spokeswoman who is, her name was Lorelai Shark. We know her as Lorelai, so I'll get to that at the almost at the end of the show. Right now, I'll be talking about a couple things. Uh, first, I'll be talking about a post. Uh, about a few get a few days ago that I posted on my Facebook page and it was Dispenses Kitty Kingdom. So uh, here we go. Uh, read off the uh, the how the place got started. Uh, Dispenses Castle Toys opened in 1967 and it uh, it was there for quite a while. Probably ended in the mid 80s and uh, Kitty Kingdom. Amusement Park opened in 1975, and it closed its doors for good in 1984. So, uh, I will talk about that right now, and uh, let's see. I have the information, and uh, let's see. the. A lot of people remember the Kitty Kingdom Amusement Park because of the commercials and, of course, the toy store. So, uh, they also remember the jingle. It's stuck in your head forever, and uh, I will read. I'll read off the uh, the jingle, and it goes like this: uh, Kenny Kingdom goes, kings are king. At dispenses Kitty Kingdom, funds the thing. At dispenses Kitty Kingdom, and then uh, exciting rides to make you yell and holler. Any ride a quarter, six for a dollar. This eventually became five for a dollar. I don't know why. And then the last line was Dispenses Keating Kingdom. Let's go. Okay. And uh, this was located in Oak Brook Terrace, uh, Route 83. And let's see. Yeah, Route, Route 83 and 38. So I think that's Roosevelt. <laughs> Roosevelt Road. That's Route 83. Uh, Route 38. You get the 83 and the 38. <laughs> you know, it's uh, reversed. Uh, to tell you the truth, I've never been there. I've never been to the toy store or the amusement park, which is sad. I wish I'd, I knew. I wish I, w- I went there, but I guess it was too far because I was in the south, southwest side at the time. And uh, I don't think my mother wasn't very familiar with the area. 
Anyway, so um, I'll read off some of the rides that were there. I'll be with you in a second. And uh, let's see, I remember, there were a couple of roller coasters, and I think there was a Tilt-A-Whirl. It must have been fun. The, uh, and that's one of my favorite rides, is the, til the Tilt-A-Whirl. And let's see. Uh, yeah, so I remember the commercials that on Bozo Circus, probably Ray Rayner, Garfield Goose. And uh, it was fun to watch those. Let's see what else. Uh, yeah, like I said before, there's a couple. There were a couple roller coasters and tilt world. They had restaurants, and uh, it was a it was a lot of fun. Okay. And uh, you also remember uh, Dispenser's Castle Toys? They had Toy Mendes. I think it was used uh, for another uh, company. I'm not sure. I could find out on that. Let's see. I got. I have the list of some of the the rides. You know, this is hard to find that because I have so many. There's so there's a website that uh, that is on the internet. It's dispensescindykingdom.com, and you can find pictures, brochures, tickets, anything. You know, it was uh, anything you wanted, and uh, it was very reasonable at the time when people went. So they loved. They love writing that. Okay, here's a few. Let's see. Okay, there was a, it was a ride called the Trambent. That must have been fun. Uh, they had a children's theater. Um, they had a Toy Star candy store. And another ride was called the Sky Fighter. And an auto ride where little kids rode in little cars. It was like a merry-go-round. And uh, let's see, the Tilt-A-Whirl. They had the Tilt-A-Whirl. Every carnival had that. Uh, the helicopter ride, uh, that was nice. Uh, when you drive by the place, you could see the signs, like Dispenses and Kidding Kingdom. You can't, you can't uh, miss it. They also had a train there. And, uh, oh, the roller coaster, they had one roller coaster called Mike Mouse. Didn't seem very. It seemed very quaint, but it was uh, looked like a lot of fun. Uh, they had a merry-go-round, and uh, let's see here. Uh, I don't know what the other. Uh, they had all kinds of games there, lots of games. Uh, uh, the Dispensers family. Uh, they were well known in the Chicagoland area. There is a Facebook. Page, I believe, no group that uh, that's uh, shows the the Castle of Toys and the Kidding Kingdom, and uh, there's some family members on Facebook, and they do mention from time to time that every time I post something, somebody does, and they do respond. And uh, let's see, there's this ride called the Scrambler with they had a Ferris wheel, uh, the Scrambler. Maybe I mentioned that before. Maybe not, I don't think so. Uh, Rocco plane. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, not much. I think. Oh, spaceships. Ladybug. They had to ride the ladybug. Oh, that must have been fun. And uh, so that's uh, basically it for that. Uh, people still wish it would uh, come back. 
but I don't think the family's involved with that. And, you know, it's hard. Now we have rides at uh, Six Flags up at Six Flags America and Gurney. You know, the, the roller coasters are fast, you know, but uh, I don't think kids would enjoy something quaint and, you know, simple like those rides were back in the day. It's such a shame. Okay. Okay, the next thing I will talk about is Peter Pan restaurants. Uh, recently, I posted the post on Facebook with a uh, hot chocolate cup and a plate. Now, the um, how in the beginning of this uh, hamburger chain, and uh, the first one was opened in 1945 in the Edgewater neighborhood. The owner who was Chris Carson, and he... If you're familiar with Carson Ribs, that's the man who opened it. And I think he opened the Millionaire's Club uh, restaurant, which was near uh, – it was at Fort City at the time where I lived. And I went once, and they had the – you ate like a millionaire, but it was very reasonable. And they, uh, they had drinks all around. I think I had my first kitty cocktail there. So on the Peter Pan restaurant, it was – I've heard the the hamburgers were awesome at the time. They were delicious. And their famous uh, burger was the olive burger. I'm not a big olive fan. I don't care for it. Uh, and then the locations, uh, the first location was 1133 at Bryn Mawr on the north side. And there was one on Oak Street downtown. And someone mentioned the other day there was one at Cermak at Harlem and probably one on the north side. I forgot where, but the, the one that most people were familiar with was on the corner of East 71st Street and South Jeffrey Boulevard in South Shore. And my when we lived there in the 60s, my mother took me there once. I don't remember it, but she knew the owners of that store very well. And uh, the daughter of the owner, uh, not Chris Carson, it was somebody else who managed it. Uh, my mom knew her very well. We do see her once in a while, probably at a Greek picnic. Very nice lady. And uh, a lot of people loved the place, and they had a very good menu. And let's see, maybe I can find the menu. I'll tell you, they had the olive burgers. And uh, oh, here we go. They had uh, Peter Pan burger. Probably their specialty. Uh, cheeseburger, of course. The olive burger. Latin burger, which is, you know, probably spicy. Uh, they get the franchisee. Uh, oh, it's like, a, it's like a hot dog stuff with American cheese. I don't know. Uh, they had the Dagwood burger based on the character in Blondie. Um, the rumor was at the time that they serve horse meat. And I don't think it was proven. I don't know how that started, but uh, they seem, if it was horse meat in the burgers, it probably test, you know, probably tasted good. But I don't think, it was, maybe it was legal at the time, but now it's not. I mean, in Italy, I heard they do that. Could be wrong. And, uh, but they claim the meat was 100% pure beef. And they, uh, once they did that one, one day, they gave away 50,000 free burgers to their customers, and uh, it worked. You know, that rumor was put to bed and never mentioned again. So uh, it was there for until the 60s, and then they closed. And then uh, they opened, uh, the Carson family opened Carson's 
the place for ribs. I think there's one left downtown. I, I went once there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then uh, it was very good. I remember they had the, the uh, goose pate up front and you helped yourself. And I never had pate in my life. It was very good. And uh, I've had the ribs and I also had the pork chop sandwich. Very delicious. Okay. So now, uh, right now, I will be talking about The Loop. Now, the spokeswoman was Lorelai Shark. And you remember the commercials they used when she lip-synced through various DJs and music. And uh, that was so memorable. And uh, Lorelai, I'll read a little bit about her. Her biography, she was a model. Uh, she did post for Playboy. And also appeared uh, Hugh Hefner hosted a show called Playboy After Dark. I remember it was on Channel 32 late at night. And uh, she was chosen to be the spokesmodel for The Loop, which was uh, 97.9. And uh, her popularity took off, and you saw her picture of billboards, uh, maybe flyers, posters on record stores. Uh, she was uh, a very local uh, celebrity. Uh, she was not from Chicago. She was from Los Angeles, I believe. And uh, let's see what else. Um, so uh, she appeared in a few TV show shows, and uh, because she was not a very tall woman, she was five foot five, very short. And of course, uh, the one thing that a lot of people remember her. Oh, oh, one thing she was hired to be the famous biting lips of the 1975 movie, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. And you saw her lips on movie posters, which I never knew because uh, I've seen the movie maybe once or twice. I never noticed that. And then uh, in August, I think it's August, in 1979, uh, they had the disco demolition at Comiskey Park for the White Sox. Um uh, tell you the truth, I had no idea about this because at the time I was in Greece with my family, and uh, I was a soft, I was a I was a sophomore that year at Bogan High School, and my brother told me he received a letter from his friend in Chicago. It was sent to us in Greece, and they told him about this demolition. And my brother had no idea; I had no clue. Uh, when we returned in Chicago in Lake August, everyone in the neighbor welcomed back with open arms, and they told us about it. And I go, I had no clue. And uh, then when I returned to high school, they mentioned that, and there were a lot of kids in my class that attended it, and they told me their experience of it. They it was nuts, it was chaotic, and uh, they had a double header. I mean, the White Sox had a doubleheader, and then uh, people, when Steve Dahl, the, at the radio, uh, who got fired from there, uh, pl- uh, orchestrated it. I'm sure he had part of it. And Lorelei was right there, and uh, the crowd went crazy. I, maybe they went, maybe they went crazy because they saw Lorelei. Could be with Steve Dahl or both. And they started to blow up all the disco records. And then once they did that, uh, the crowd went crazy, and then a riot broke out, and they threw beer cans all over the place. And, and uh, so uh, they had to take Lorelai away because they wanted to, they don't want her to be injured. 
and the and uh, they call, they had the National Guard there, which I I never heard that. And uh, she, I've read somewhere she was very distraught about it. She, it was scary for her. Maybe she, to this day, she's probably uh, brings her up bad memories. And uh, that was a crazy time. It was a crazy time. And uh, when it happened, the riot happened at Comiskey Park. Uh, they canceled the game. They really did. And uh, let's see. So the sec- uh, the first time, I mean, the first game went ahead, but the second game was canceled. I don't know what happened, but it was the first time that uh, they canceled game, and it was a non-weather-related issue. And that day was called the day Disco died. And uh, so I think they had a documentary on Channel 11. I watched it. It was pretty good. And uh, there was a book out by Steve Dahl. He talked about his experiences, which you can still listen to him on his podcast. I've listened to him. He still sounds the same. Uh, he doesn't talk about much about this, the Disco Demolition, but uh, a lot of people blame him for the cons- destruction. I don't know about that. And uh, that uh, that was terrible. That was terrible. And uh, Laura Lorelai now lives in Los Angeles. And uh, she doesn't give many, many interviews, but uh, she is on Facebook. And you can make friends with her, which was interesting. Uh, she looks a little older, mature, and she looks very nice. And... Uh, I think she's involved with uh, some other, let's see, uh, so it's not, she's not in business. Uh, she has her own business, and uh, well, that's about it. So uh, that, must have been, that must have been interesting, very interesting. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed uh, me covering uh, those three topics, Dispenses Kitty Kingdom, the Peter Pan restaurants and about Laura like her last name is Shark. And uh when one more thing, I remember when Lorelai appeared on TV, uh she had the famous loop shirt, the dark t-shirt. And uh I bought one too, and a lot of kids did. So the loop at the time played some awesome music, you know, hard rock, Van Halen, Led Zeppelin, a cheap trick. Uh, the first time there was a band called The Cars, and they'd had their uh, debut album, self-titled. And I've mentioned this uh, many times on my Facebook page. That is my favorite all-time album. I love that album. I, I never get tired of listening to it with Rick Ocasek. And uh, and then they had a follow-up uh, with Candio, and I love that one well. So... The Cars was great, and when they played their one of their songs, mostly they played almost all the songs on their album. It was wonderful. And when they play it, then you hear, once the song is done playing, you hear like a dead silence for just a few seconds, and then the DJ would come on. And there was, I think it was Patty Hayes. I remember her. And uh, it was Mitch Michaels, all the wonderful men. Wonderful DJs. Uh, I don't know about where Patty Hayes is, but uh, I love her voice. Uh, it was iconic. Okay. So that's all for now. And uh, this will be a wrap. 
I will be back with you uh, some someday, maybe this week uh, for episode 11. And I hope everyone have a good day. This is the Vanish Chicagoland Stories podcast. I'm your host, Pete Castanis, and I hope to join with me very soon. Thank you very much, and take care, and bye-bye for now.